On the Crosstalk on WIZM, I'm Mike Hayes. I wanted to talk more about it because, oh, man, that was my first reaction when I read some of the uh, Alice Report. It is an annual uh, release from the uh, United Way of Wisconsin, and I wanted to talk about that with uh, local big cheese, M.K. Wolf, Mary Kay Wolf from uh, the United Way. Is it it really in, even in, I mean, I know it's statewide, 40% of neighbors, uh, your neighbors, are struggling financially. Does that number hold up in western Wisconsin as well? It does. We actually serve, well, we serve seven counties, and Uh, the variety of those seven counties, it ranges anywhere from 32% up to 42% of those neighbors, friends, family who are struggling and uh, not able to make the ends meet. Is it becoming more difficult? I don't want to make our conversation political, but was it easier a number of years ago than it is today? Or what, what can you point to particular issues that are causing people I, to struggle more? Yeah, sure can. Okay, good. So what's happening is that the basics, what we, what we need to live, the basics, those sure. prices are all going up and wages are not keeping up with the pricing of everything that we need to live. So as an example, just in La Crosse County, two years ago when the report came out, a single person needed to make $11.92 an hour in order to just be able to pay the basics. Mm-hmm. This uh, this report coming out now, that single person in La Crosse County needs to make about $12, Ooh. oh, I lost my page, $12 and some change an hour in order to pay the basics. So obviously... Now the wages and what you need to make in order to pay the rent. And when I say basics, the rent is very, very low Sure. Well, and on that survival budget. Right. So you're barely surviving because you found a place that you can afford that's, uh, that's dinky and it's old and it, it's not great, but it's better than living in your car. And uh, the future doesn't look quite as bright. And then, of course, you got to go to the store or you go to the food bank or uh, you struggle as an individual. A little easier uh, for couples, a little easier uh, for people who who make uh, considerably more than uh, $12 or $13 an hour. Uh, but even at that, uh, you, you know, there's an awful lot of people who won't go to work even though they're offered $15, $16, $17 an hour. Can you do you understand why? Well, I can explain that um, there's a federal poverty level, mm. and people who fall below the federal poverty level make um, they have government programs that help them sustain, help them pay their rent, that help them get the food that they need. So what happens is people who go out and yay they get a job and the job doesn't pay enough, you know to to really pay those bills and to, to pay for child care, you know, that's that's not enough money. So you're still struggling. You're still needing help. And the, and the government eligibility for help has gone away. So I can't speak for people that look at a job and go, oh, yeah, that's not enough money. So I, I won't speak for them. Right. But I do know that when there's no help and, you, and you're working two and three jobs, and that's what if you're a single parent and you're trying to make ends meet and you want to work and sure. you go and you get two and three jobs to make it work and it still doesn't work? That's a very frustrating place to live. Oh, yeah, no question. And because childcare 
uh, can be so expensive because all the folks that uh, work in the child care industry, they need to make a living. So they raise their rates, which means you, mom, have to pay or dad, have to pay a little more. But your boss says, I can't pay you anymore or I'll have to fire somebody else. It's a it's a revolving door. It's a, it, and the whole conversation about pay a living wage is difficult to, for a lot of people to grasp. Because a living wage shouldn't be necessary for every employee. Some of those high school graduates that are looking for a summer job before they head off to college or some of those college students who are looking for a part-time job just to help uh, pay for a life, they don't need a living wage, do they? Well, I can't. Again, I can't speak for them. Well, if they're living at home and, and their parents are helping them survive, that's a different story. I mean, if a, if a 19-year-old that lived in foster care is looking to put food on their own table, then then they need a living wage, you know? So sure, everybody's sure, different. Sure. The situations are all different. They're all, they're all different. So you, you can't lump anybody. You can't lump people together in the same pile of uh, selfish, lazy, whatever – uh, their issues Absolutely are their not. issues. That's are there, a great point. Are there answers out there, Mary Kay? Is there something that could happen that business people could do or that uh, the, the administration, oh, yep. politicians could do to help fix this? <clears throat> well, there, that's a great question. And I'll tell you right now that that Alice threshold, if you're above the poverty line but not making ends meet, that's where our nonprofit programs live. That's where they're trying to help people get job training and learn um, how to advance and do economic mobility so that they can get themselves out of that grind. Um, so universities have done that. They have decided that they they can do online education. They can do uh, evening courses because, again, you're working two jobs, but you want to advance and get a degree so you can get better. That doesn't happen while you're working two jobs. So. Colleges and universities have responded to the flexibility need, and businesses can do the same. They can have a, a kind of a track that advances that employee into higher-level, higher-paying jobs at their own place of employment. Yeah. So as long as everybody looks at it as you can make it out of this and provides the way to do that, that's that can help. That's the good thing. Uh, is this report available for anybody that's listening to uh, access and read and it maybe is. think up a, a, a something to do that would help on their own? Yeah, unitedforalice.org. So that's all unitedforalice.org is where this report lives. And there's 72 counties in Wisconsin, and it's broken down by all 72 Counties, counties in terms of the cities, the bigger cities in each of those counties, and what that looks like data-wise. You can help by, of course, looking at where the nonprofits programming are working, helping to support those nonprofits to help support um, the people that are trying to move out of Alice and um, making those bills, helping those bills get paid. Sure. You can also help by policies. There are policies that you can do that can advocate for policies, the earned income credit is a big one that we want to keep going. The child credit is a big one that we would like to keep going. Those were pandemic, or the child credit was a pandemic thing that was advanced. And now some of those pandemic um, help are going away. They're running out. Yeah, so yeah. anything advocacy that you can do is helpful. Speaking of running out, uh, uh, org. And then you can zero in on your own situation, your own 
wherever you live and so forth and and uh, find out how maybe you're in a position to help. Mary Kay Wolf, thank you very much for talking with me this morning. I hope the next time we talk, it's about something really good. Mike, I've got great news to announce. I can hardly wait for that to happen. Mary Kay Wolf from the United Way, thank you. Thank you.